breaking news from The Athletic. This is Tim McMaster and our Jets reporter Connor Hughes of The Athletic with some breaking news. The Jets have fired defensive coordinator Greg Williams. The move comes the day after the team lost to the Raiders on a last-second touchdown in which Williams called an all-out blitz with 13 seconds to play near midfield. Connor, Adam Gase is still the head coach. You just got done listening to him talk. Who did this firing? Was it Gase, Joe Douglas, Chris Johnson? Well, he stressed it was his. That this was this was his call, that, and it makes sense. I mean, the coaching staff is Gase's. You know, it's it's the way the Jets have had this organizational structure for a while. You know, it's it's Christopher Johnson is the boss of the general manager, and he is the boss of the head coach. The head coach has control over what happens on the field and his coaching staff, and the general manager has control over draft, free agency, and all that stuff. And then both of those parties uh, report to to Christopher Johnson, and and. This decision was Adam Gase's. Now, Adam Gase just didn't go Rambo and fire Greg Williams himself, you know, pissed off that he ran the cover zero, cost him his first win, uh, kept the, the the possibility that Adam Gase was going to be an 0-16 head football coach alive. That's not the only reason why, you know, Greg Williams got fired. It wasn't like Adam Gase just walked in and was like, I'm making this decision and that's it. He talked to Jaime, the team's president. He talked to Joe Douglas, the general manager. He talked to Christopher Johnson, the owner. And he said, this is kind of what I want to do. And every single one of those guys signed off on that decision. And uh, it, it, obviously, Adam said, it was my call. I'm the one who made the call. And look, if Greg, if Adam Gase didn't want to fire Greg Williams, Greg Williams would still be this team's defensive coordinator. But Adam wanted to make the change. He got the okay from the three people above him. And the Jets made the move. And look, I mean, I, I've we've heard and and... Adam played nice in the sandbox, I think, during his conference or his uh, uh, phone conference thing with us today. He didn't throw Greg Williams under the bus, just said, you know, this was my decision. It's an organizational decision. It's what we feel is in the best interest of the organization. He stopped short of saying, you know, the players were, were, were turning on him. He said Marcus May's comments after the game had nothing to do with it. But look... I was told straight up by people within the Jets organization that, quote, no one takes Greg Williams seriously. I've heard players say that after a while, his voice just runs deaf. You know what I mean? And and that's kind of the thing with Greg. And it's why Greg Williams never lasts more than a couple of seasons at every place he goes. You know, he is that uh, demonstrative. He is the aggressor. He is the screamer, the yeller. And when you... Or a Jets team that is coming off four years of, or three, yeah, four years of Todd Bowles and Casey Rogers kind of being the calm, cool, warrior friend, we're going to get through this. And then you're slapped in the face with Greg Williams' coaching style. There's going to be the initial boost. There's going to be the initial shock factor. And you're going to get strong play like the Jets had last year. The issue is that when you have incessant screaming, incessant yelling, incessant criticism, just constantly having that same screaming voice in your ear every single day, eventually the shock factor wears off and you're no longer surprised or shocked at at what the coach is saying. You're no longer, you kind of just start to tune him out because it just becomes Greg doing Greg. And that's what was happening for the Jets. That's why you saw them go from such a strong defensive team in 2019 to dropping in virtually every statistical category this year. I mean, they're averaging like 30, allowing almost 30 points a game. They're like 31st, I think it was, in in pass defense. I mean, the only thing they can really do is stop the run. But the reason they stop the run well is because teams never run on them because they can throw on them at ease. So it was, it was clearly a long time coming. I think 
Gase, Johnson, Jaime, and Douglas were looking for a reason to move on from, from Greg Williams. They hadn't really had it until this point, but when he made that play call that he did at the end of that game, when he single-handedly cost the Jets their first win of the season, when he pretty much solidified this team as one that is going to go 0-16, the Jets had their reason to let him go, and the Jets let him go. It's honestly, when you think back to the play and then this immediate fire, it's almost like they were, they're were they in the game, right? It's the fourth quarter, and Greg Williams is like, hey, I'm going to call an all-out blitz, and Adam Gase is on the, on the line and says, if you do that, you're fired. And he goes, eh, I don't care. And yeah. he just <laughs> does it anyway. I mean, that's honestly what this feels like today, but um, obviously that's not how it went down. And yesterday they said that it was fully... Uh, Greg Williams' decision. Um, I will say this, now somebody new steps in in Frank Bush. So do we expect for four games, it's only four games, but do we expect any changes defensively, philosophically, or is it going to be pretty much the same defense, the same playbook on defense that we've seen all year? Uh, I don't think it'll be as exotic. You know, Greg was kind of the one who pushed the envelope. He was the guy who felt like he was the brightest mind wherever he was you know that was his whole thing was he was his arrogance kind of used to get his arrogance tended to get the best of him and i think it did in a lot of situations because no other defensive coordinator is going to run the play that greg williams did at the end of that game but he's running it because he knows more and he knows what's going to work and this is what he does and and that's just how it's going to work i don't know if the jets are going to be as aggressive with Frank Bush as they were with Greg Williams. I don't think they're going to be as maybe exotic. They're probably going to be a little bit more safer, but it's not like you're going to see too much of a different defense. I mean, it's still going to be the same players. You know, it's not like with Greg Williams gone, the Jets are suddenly now going to find a competent corner to start. You know, it's not like with Greg Williams gone, they're going to find an elite level edge rusher. Maybe you see guys like Jabari Zuninga play a little bit more instead of Henry Anderson. Maybe you see... Uh, Foley Fatukasi staying on the field a little longer. Maybe you see uh, certain aspects of that where where additional rookies are getting maybe, you know, 10 extra snaps. But for the most part, the Jets' defense is what the Jets' defense is. You know, they are going to still have uh, Bryce Hall at one corner spot and Lamar Jackson at the other, and then Javelin Guidry and Arthur Mollette rotating in on that slot position. You know, they are going to have Marcus May at free safety, and then strong safety is going to be a a constant rotation now because – uh, it sounds like Ashton Davis, is, as Gase told us today on the conference call, is out the year. Uh, Bennett Jackson likely out the year with a hamstring injury. So it's going to be uh, a, a figure it out there at the spot next to Marcus May. There's no real change there at inside linebacker. Like I said, maybe you just see um, uh, Jabari Zuninga get a little bit more, more repetitions there with the starting defense. But uh, there's only so much you can do, and there's only a month left in the season. There's only four games, and, and the Jets' schedule is obviously going to be brutal, and it's not like Frank Bush is coaching to be this team's defensive coordinator next year. So um, I think you'll you'll see maybe a little bit more passive defense, a little bit more take-your-foot-off-the-gas defense, but, but for the most part, it's going to be the same team. Maybe that helps out that young secondary a little bit. Ironically, the play that leads to Greg Williams being fired is a play that's actually being celebrated by Jets fans in a lot of ways today because it kept them in line for that number one pick. And Trevor Lawrence, that's just one more example, right, of this bizarro season for the Jets. Something went so terribly wrong that they fired the defensive coordinator midseason, and that singular play has everybody in Jetsville thrilled. Yeah, it really does. And I will say this, that I, I don't think that the Jets are like a better defense without Greg Williams like right. Greg Greg would make some decisions every game where you were like what the hell 
the defense was always going to push the whistle with, with, I mean, the Jets lead the league in roughing the passer penalties. I mean, they have 11. The closest number two has five. They're tied for the league league in unnecessary roughness penalties with seven. So, I mean, the Jets were always going to be pushing the envelope with Greg Williams. Maybe that's called back a little bit. But, I mean, he was a very good defensive mind. He was, and he did have the ability to design some unique looks and fronts that would confuse quarterbacks and throw him for a loop a little bit. I mean, but you, you give and take with Greg. So, you know, you get that, but you're also giving away what you saw on that final play against the Raiders. So I don't necessarily know if the Jets are a better team without Greg Williams. I actually think they might be a little bit worse because I don't think you're going to get such unique looks with with Frank Bush. I think you're going to get things a little bit more vanilla. And when you're playing Seattle on the road, when you're playing the Rams on the road, when you're hosting a very good Cleveland Brown team, and then you're traveling to Foxborough to end the season – I actually think that letting Greg Williams go improves the Jets' chances of going 0-16. Like, I honestly believe that because there was always that possibility with Greg on the sideline that you were going to get something defensively that you've never seen before. And I think it had gotten to the point where the Jets had to make a change. You know, that that call was inexcusable. Uh, that call you can't get over. And when you have players like Marcus May, a, a incredibly well-respected defensive captain, calling Greg Williams out like he did, you're at the point where... Basically, there, there's no, there's no coming back. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there, like you got, you got to make a change. It's just time to move on. But these final four games, I mean, this move wasn't necessarily one that put the Jets in, in a better position to win these final four games. I don't think that's, that's the case at all. But it's also no different than the fact that this team's probably better off with, with Joe Flacco under center than Sam Darnold right now. So, uh, I, I think that if anything, letting Greg go improves the Jets' chances of, uh, of finishing a season winless. All right, thanks for joining our breaking news coverage. Go to the Athletics' new headline section for much more on this story. To get access to all of the Athletics' great sports content, visit theathletic.com slash headline pod where you can get our big uh, holiday deal right now, which is basically two for one. Buy one for someone else and get a subscription for yourself free. Go to theathletic.com slash the headline pod. Thanks for joining us. 